0: Hey guys, what's going on? It's John and Ryan here from No Holding Back. The duo is back together for another week of recapping the world of sports. Ryan, how was your day off last week?
1: Oh, just lovely. Yep. You know, having uh, cars fly from the other direction hit me head on. You yeah, know, I heard you were. I
0: heard you were filming for Speed Three.
1: I was. Uh, too bad. You know, Paul
0: Walker wasn't there anymore. Oh. Yeah. Well, too you know, soon? No, it's not too soon. Um, the only people that think it's too soon is the people that were in fucking Fast and Furious, and the only person that really mattered in Fast and Furious was the Rock, and he's no longer in it. So
1: yeah, it started his own thing.
0: Yeah, nobody gives a shit about Vin Diesel. We'll <laughs> see. All right. Anyway, so um, as you guys probably remember, if you listened to the last podcast, we said that we were going to go through our like top five best and worst owners in sports, uh, and you know I think where we're going to start. With, uh, we we got a lot of uh, a lot of names, a lot of different um, uh, responses, which was great to see. Um, and I know a lot of you were waiting to kind of hear what we wanted to, we thought of the list. So, uh, Ryan, what do you want to start with, best or worst?
1: Uh, let's start with best. Okay. Why not?
0: In a particular order or no particular order?
1: I didn't put mine in order. Okay. I don't know if you did,
0: but no, I didn't. I just because of the cross.
1: So what what we'll do is. I'll read off mine. Anyone's ones that hit. Okay. Crews. All right. Go together. All right. So first one I had, Jerry Jones. I think it's pretty obvious. Jerry World, what he's done, most uh, most valuable organization out there. Yep. So what can you really do but go with it? Even though they haven't done shit recently, I, I think sometimes he impedes a little too much, but his owner never afraid to spend, really gets the value, and... They're known as the nation's team for football, which is huge.
0: Yeah, and you know what? I think the only thing that's holding them back is their head coach, uh, which they will probably the fire. Clapper. Yeah, I mean they'll probably fire him. But um, I do agree that Jerry Jones is probably the best owner in sports. All right, so and that's what I had on my list. Too. Right,
1: and and their team is definitely underachieving. They should have won a yeah, bunch of those games this year.
0: That's a hundred percent coaching. All right, so what do you got for you? What do you got for number like two? Let's say
1: my man Cuban.
0: Okay. All so, right.
1: So here's a leader who's the forefront of tech for a while. Right. Got it bought a franchise that was at the bottom of the barrel. Two hundred and thirty million. Right. And he and he's really grown the organization. Well, besides for sexual harassment, but I'll learn that. You know.
0: But he got uh, through it he got through it on skate, so that should probably speak. Crazy. More like no words more. no words came out.
1: But yeah, th- this guy, he's always looking for ways to improve the sport. He he's um, Pretty open with speaking and not bashful about it, right. and I and I just think, you know, they've done a lot of smart things throughout the year. He's empowered the people within the organization. Mm-hmm. They've had a steady coach, a steady GM. So, right. hey, what more can you ask for?
0: Yeah, so let's so he bought it back in two, for two hundred thirty million. Now it's he says he's probably worth somewhere around two point five billion, and he's racked up. I think it's like. 2.3 million in fines from the NBA <laughs> so uh, yeah no I definitely I had Mark Cuban on my list too so we're agreeing
1: well, so far I'd, I'd have to think the value is going to go up to just given like the international fan base so they're one of the well, few teams that puts together a great international team
0: and they don't really rely on China so no. you don't have to worry about that at all there are Germany Slovenia Spain where the fuck is Christos from Latvia. So, they, they got the whole middle European uh, Latvia
1: gangster. Up.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. So, give me number three. So, sticking with the
1: NBA, Joe Lacob of the Warriors. Okay. So, my thought behind that is that he's built this whole great new facility. Um, besides claiming that he's basically God and constructed his team, which is all bullshit, mm-hmm. he actually backed it up and paid for the team, right? right. So not many owners would be repeat offenders mm-hmm. and keep paying all that. And they might even be in the tax issue with the dead last team. But, like, look at what he empowers the GM to do. Go out and trade for all-star like D'Angelo Russell, mm-hmm. all this. And I, I just think the financial backing and when uh, the GM do his job is, is pretty important. And in addition to... Building the whole new stadium in State of Art, so yeah. yeah, I think they're really doing well.
0: So that's a good one. Uh, this is where we probably differ. Um, they had the only stadium in the country that was financed specifically by the team, so no taxpayer dollars. Mm-hmm. They are probably going to be the favorites next year when they probably land, you know, a top three lottery pick in this year's draft because of the injuries.
1: Or I heard they might tr- try and trade for Giannis.
0: Yeah, I mean, that would be a typical Warriors type of move. They would trade their lottery pick for, and D'Angelo probably to the Bucks for right. Giannis. Yeah, no, I can definitely see that. and Those that, that are some rumblings coming out of the NBA. Uh, so where I differ here, and I'm the only way to say I differ here because I think we kind of agree on the next two owners so I went with Mickey Arison who is the owner of the Miami Heat sticking in the NBA I think he was the kind of the originator with Pat Riley backing Pat Riley with the first big three in Miami kind of you know spearheading the whole players make decisions type of thing which has been good for the NBA you know besides the fact that you know they're a little bit over controlling but if an owner wants to play that game you know, he ended up winning two championships with the group. It was a lot of fun to go down to a Miami Heat game, and you know, he, he looks like you know, the you know, forgotten child of Pablo Escobar. So, you know, <laughs> who wouldn't want to have fun with I'm Mickey? Sure, so. he like yeah. I mean, yeah. I,
1: I I can't argue with that pick at all. I I said that immediately. That that was a great one. I mm-hmm. uh, you can't argue with how well they're. Um, you know corporate culture is right you know everybody's in shape they have this mantra and to do that in this day and age and no players complain about it and they all love going there I I, I think it's really smart to do too given that it is Miami and we all know that you know players like Harden go down and get to Miami flu every year so (laughs) there's a lot of temptation down there and to be able to maintain a team like that in that city is very impressive
0: yeah yeah, absolutely. I definitely agree. Okay, who do you got next?
1: John Henry with the Red Sox. So, okay. You know, he basically bought them, got mm-hmm. rid of the curse, yeah, and empowered a couple of different GMs where people thought they were going to go down after the GM, but they've won since then, and they've been probably the most successful uh, baseball franchise in this past decade or so.
0: Yeah, I mean, I... We differ here, too, because I would never put anything associated (laughs) with the Red Sox on on a good list whatsoever. Um, But I do agree. I mean, you know, he took the money ball mentality that Billy Bean ended up having in Oakland. Right. Was able to spend more money. Put funds behind it. Right. And it ended up working out Mm -hmm. beautifully. Um, You know, it hurts when they came back and beat the Yankees when they were down 3-0. I mean, it, it was a historic ride for them. And he was be he was able to kind of you know ride on that, which was great. Um, mine was I went with Steve Ballmer. I didn't want to put a new owner on here, but I think having a guy who not only was able to trust and put together a staff, which is one of the criterias that we have mm-hmm. when it comes to a good ownership, besides just the funds, which he has the most of out of any owner in sports. And then to be able to pull off uh, Paul George, to pull off Kawhi, to keep Doc, to keep Beverly, and to do everything, I, I think they're the number one team in the NBA, we'll talk about that later in the show, but, and he's just got that type of, you know, weird, geeky, sports guy mentality on the sidelines, which is something that, you know, Cuban has it, but he's more brash and socially acceptable as opposed to Ballmer is more kind of that right. awkward kid you know in the store so
1: well I, I think even more credit to your story is when he took over that situation
0: was oh, terrible absolutely
1: and not only that the Clippers have always been the JV team in LA mm-hmm. now like you said everything that he's doing they're start, they're right there and it's just been this revival with the Lakers team So we'll see. It'll be interesting.
0: Yeah, and I think he's embracing kind of the load management type. I mean, he's an analytical guy. Mm -hmm. And he understands, and this is probably why Kawhi chose the Clippers and why Paul George is the same thing. So those are the types of things that I think make great owners is to be able to relate to the people that you you employ because that's who they really are, the players. So um, that's why I went with Ballmer.
1: Yeah, and I guess for my next one, I... I kind of cheated. I chose uh, 160,000 of your (laughs) faithful out there, going with the Real Madrid socio. So, second most valuable franchise out there. Mm. And they have a lot uh, lower membership than Barcelona or a few other teams that do it. Right. I I just think it's pretty cool that the way the structure is, in that you pay a membership fee You get to vote on the board of directors, board of director, or the actual director has to be cleared from the bank, you know, a very successful person to lead it. They uh, manage it for four years. So it kind of dictates how things go and you're electing different things. Um, I I think in the U.S., the the one that would be like that would have been the Packers. Like like, nobody can own more than 4%. Uh, You can't sell. It's it's. Pretty neat. You can only pass them down, or you could sell it back to the organization. Right. You can't
0: just, like, sell mm-hmm. them off as like memorabilia, right? Yeah,
1: like and they, they fund, like, Lambo, any improvements, right. and all through that, so they might sell more shares when they want to do that. And right. then they elect the board for the Packers to be run as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm in agreement with the Real Madrid. I do like that type of um, fan base really being involved in, in, in the um, – Kind of the structure of the team, and that's that's why the Packers probably have the best fans in the NFL. You know, regardless of like traveling or everything, right. because of that. And then you know, Real Madrid has a worldwide fan base that is probably nowhere near um, replicated anywhere. So um, yeah, I, I'm not going to really repeat my repeat you because I agree. <laughs> I agree with everything you said, and I know it hurts you as a Barcelona fan. <laughs> oh, but it I, does. I don't really. Um, it's whatever. You, you got to give props where props are due. That's uh, definitely true, except for if it's the Red Sox. That's <laughs> just how it is. All right.
1: So let's go to these suckers okay. out there. Um, I, I guess one I'm of the... am a th- fan of
0: two of them. I root for two of those teams with terrible owners.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't include another one for you, but I spared you. What was my third? Uh, Johnson. Johnson.
0: Oh, no, that's my first one, so what's my third? <laughs> okay, all right, before we get into this, before we get into the list, like, we touched on a little bit of what, the like, the qualities of a great owner are and why we listed those people. So the qualities of a terrible owner, and you're going to see this continued characteristic through our entire list. And this list will probably be a little bit different, but...
1: Yeah, my mine might veer off.
0: Yeah, well, it's, it's one just dysfunction and, and utter just... Lack of knowledge in, of, of the sport, being able to hire incompetent people, right. and, and just getting in your own way.
1: blatantly being obtuse to the whole situation. Right, right. Obtuse. Obtuse. <laughs> what movie is
0: that from? I'm going to remember. <laughs> anyway, let's get, let's get uh, started. Shawshank, that's where it's from. What,
1: one of the most more unique ones out there, starting for some of you Canadians, was Eugene Melnick. So he's the owner of the Senator's. This guy, yeah, right? It's one of those obscure ones. Has, has such a, a Ryan pick. There's, okay, it, go ahead. I want to like this. a bunch of shady dealings in Brazil and such, like all these shady dealings. And uh, the attendance rate for the senators ha- has dropped to a 22-year historic low. So that's like how much the fans do. And this guy gets, apparently got a burner account and was just ripping fans saying like, If you're not doing this, then we're we're changing everything. They're saying like they're spending floor. They're gonna spend the floor amount for uh, the future from twenty one to twenty five. So they're dropping everything because this guy couldn't get a stadium built. So he's acting like a big baby, and it's like all this stuff. So that was one of the more interesting ones that I found out there. Like I I want to hear some Canadians out there get your take on this guy.
0: Well, I mean that. He's just looking out for his money, and he's probably just funneling his money through the Senators. I mean, that's exactly what he's probably doing. Might be. So, I mean, does that make him a bad owner? Probably. It makes him a fucking scumbag.
1: Yeah. I thought Canadians were supposed to be nice. Yeah. I well, love hockey. Yeah, well, this guy's yeah. the fucking bird of all evil out yeah, there. Yeah, I
0: mean, I think Canada should probably speak up and get the, <laughs> ship, the, the ship the right way, because this isn't the way to go. All right, well, you know, uh, I appreciate you uh, crossing borders, Ryan. That's something that uh, we're trying to... Uh, Help Twice. you. Do. yeah listen every day I try to break you out of your shell break break <laughs> break barriers with you here but I'm gonna stick in, in in the in the northeast and I'm gonna go Woody Johnson because not just because I'm a fan but just because I like to think of sports struggling sports franchises in in, in terms of years so like if you're bad for one to five years let's say that's just a coaching staff and a coaching problem if you're bad between like six and nine years that's maybe a management issue but if you're bad for decades and i mean decades you just are a terrible owner fish rots from the head down and that's what the jets are and they will always be like that until the johnsons leave and they poisoned me as a kid with their baby powder because of all the asbestos that was in there and their baby oil, and all the shit that they've done to me, <laughs> besides me having to root for this goddamn team. That's just it. Woody Johnson and the Johnson, fam- Johnson and Johnson family are the worst owners.
1: Yeah, I, I think you can tack in all their, you know, hires too. You know, I, I, yeah. we'll see how Douglas turns out for him, but fuck, with everything else, it, it's just head
0: scratching. Yeah, they're also cheap. And I have Also a- cheap. You know, if you're cheap and you don't want to spend, the reason why Joe Douglas was gonna turn the job down is because Now
1: not to cut off your list, but you include more in there. I was just saying, like, he could also be included with Johnson there. Who?
0: The owner of the Giants. Oh uh, well and that more uh, Tish. Gets I mean, a slide it's like, with winning Super Bowls. Yeah, they, they they're fortunate for having the two most remarkable Super Bowl runs in NFL history. Uh, but, all right. Like I But yes. I am still there, but that makes them the john because I'm not a giant supporter. So I kind of took them off the list and also because like the the Tish family do- and, and the Mara family do like a lot for like the community and shit. Gotcha. They're not like poisoning babies for their own personal <laughs> gain. So I left them off the list and didn't keep them in the same categories as the Johnsons.
1: All right. So let's stick to New York. So one of the most hated mans in New York City James Dolan, this guy has scared-away players, scared-away coaches, scared-away management. He's all he's concerned with his Broadway or whatever the fuck he cares about. His blues about. band. Yeah, his blues band. But it's too bad that uh, the Knicks could join that blues band right about now with the run they've been on.
0: Yeah, I mean, I agree again, and this is one of my teams too. The one thing that if I needed to defend James Dolan is that if, like, he will spend money if he needs to spend money. He just need like, recently he hasn't been able, he's been staying out of the way, besides like the Charles Oakley bullshit, but, you know, he's hired terrible people.
1: Well, right, they, they went to a failed GM now who failed prior, and like, you see their signings, it's like, what is the
0: direction? Well, and then the fact that, um... Who's the uh, president of basketball? Steve Mills says convinced James Dolan somehow that they were supposed to be competitive Wait. with five power forwards on the roster. Yeah, so that's the shit I'm talking about. Why? Why? And meanwhile,
1: he's busy kicking out the best power forward they've ever had out of the stadium.
0: Yeah. With Oakley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no need to say anything more. All right. um,
1: you want to throw one out there? or want me go on? No, you can keep going. So, next one I have is Dan Snyder. Okay. <laughs> so, in addition to him being racially insensitive, which, whatever, Redskins doesn't really bother me. I, I don't see a lot of people up in arms, but a lot of, I'm sure there are some people out there. And a lot of what we've done right. has evaporated that population, to right. speak on it. So, regardless, don't be culturally insensitive and a douche. Right. So, think about a different name. Maybe changing it. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's put it up to a vote. Whatever. Um, moving on from that is just the disorganization of that franchise. Terrible GM. Terrible coaches. You have players who don't want to
0: play there. Right. The their facilities aren't great. Basically, give away tickets. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, this is kind of the same theme that we've been talking about the entire time.
1: Nail after nail after nail.
0: So, now, the one that I'm going to say, and a lot of people may not agree just because of the success that they had. So, I'm going to throw out Jerry, and I'm going to, I may mispronounce his last name. It's Reinsdorf, Reisendorf. He's the owner of the Chicago Bulls. Mm. Okay. Now, the reason why I put him up there is for one, is for two reasons. One, he decided to cut probably the greatest sports dynasty in, like, modern basketball short by three years. Because, and then he underpaid probably the greatest basketball player of all time for a very long time. Then he told Phil Jackson that he couldn't coach anymore. And then Phil Jackson ended up going and winning three more championships. Or no excuse me, five more championships in uh, Los Angeles. And then he still continues to hire coaches who really don't have much of a leash um, when it comes to doing their own thing, a la Tom Thibodeau, who turned that team around after kind of a miserable series of, of years. And then they decided to turn around and fire him. So... That's why I put him on there. Regardless of the amount of championships that he's won in Chicago with the Bulls, um, I just don't think that um, he's the type of owner that deserves any of that credit. And he owns the White Sox. And they're spending stupid money now because he's about to die, basically. So they're about to offer Zach Wheeler $100 million, which is insane. But, yeah. Anyway.
1: All right. Moving on. So... I think this is a good transition. He set me up pretty well. <laughs> With the alley-oop, I, Jordan playing all those times, he made his way to my list. Not because, you know, he, he hasn't done the right things, obviously, but I'm not knocking him as a player or his legacy, anything like that. Mm. I just think his potential so unfilled for what he could be as an owner. Right? So they cut. They don't want to spend over the cap. He's cheap. All right, I get it. But his knowledge and wherewithal, I would just expect a lot more and a lot less from him jumping in with the decisions of the players. Like, he's jumped in some of the picks, and they've made questionable picks throughout the years. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I would just think he could give back a lot more to the team that than that they are instead of being the bottom barrel of the league. And I, I remember when Charlotte was one of the premier destinations back when they were the Hornets, you know? Yeah,
0: well, they still are the Hornets now.
1: Right. After they got the the team back. Yeah, so that's where I'm at with that one. All
0: right, so I decided to keep this one kind of close to... And I just wanted to say the name and then let you go.
1: Oh, go for
0: it. So there is this team that had probably one of the greatest minds in sports for, let's say, four or five years.
1: Wait, was this yours or is this mine? No, no, no. This was, <laughs> this was something
0: that I wanted to, to throw up for you. Ah, so you go can ahead. take it. So there's this organization down that plays at the Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia. They have probably a terrible owner. Besides Mr. Rubin, he's one of the good ones, but he's the minority owner. So... I think the 76ers have a terrible ownership group. What do you say, Ryan? I completely agree. When
1: you have a plan, you don't back that plan, and you fire one of the greatest basketball minds as a GM ever, he got spooked out of the league, you give him no support, then you don't even do an interview search or candidate search for interviews afterwards. You say you look through all these, but you don't give an interview and you let the NBA bully you. You're your hedge fund manager, one of the most powerful out there. And you let the NBA bully you into hiring some old grandpa, Colangelo, into hiring his inapt son who gets in a Twitter beef with burners. Oh, my God. And they just ruin all the framework that Henke did. Luckily, they were able to stumble into two glorious picks. But shit, man, what what the Sixers could have been is just, it, it burns me every day. And now these guys are taking all this credit for what they're doing. They want everything back. Like, oh, yeah, we're building on these new facilities. It's great. We got this new owner. We got this or new GM. Like, fuck. Like, how badly you fumbled fumble the ball is just, and how well you're set up is just, like, more honor to Hinky of how well he set them up to succeed in the future.
0: Good. Finally got that off your chest. I'm good. For now. It's been a couple episodes, and now we've been talking about this.
1: I mean, whoever suggested this, you know, best, worst, really set themselves up for that
0: one. Well, I just wanted to make sure that you were heard. I'm heard. All right. So now let's transition. So we're done with our owners. I want thank you everyone again for sending us those lists. And that, that those were great. I know we touched on a couple of um, that were very very um, highly publicized on on our uh, on our messages. So thank you for throwing those out to us. So now let's talk about the state of the NFL right now. We're not going to do picks because um, I don't want to keep you know embarrassing ryan on a week-to-week basis (laughs) so what i think we want to do is you know touch on i know last week i ended up touching on like a couple of like hot take you know mid-year type of awards but you know i think the dynamic in the afc is starting to shift where the patriots don't look like the team that they are usually in december Hmm. And the,
1: Wh- What's the number one team that, the, that you said wasn't even going to make the playoffs?
0: The, the Ravens.
1: Okay, all right, fine,
0: <laughs> fine. Fine, I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. But at the same time, I do think in the next couple of weeks, the Patriots add a wide receiver. I don't know who it's going to be.
1: Well, we know who it's not going to be. The one making the Instagram post about the owner and making jokes about spas. After he already came out with an apology.
0: Well, listen, what's more important to the Patriots? <laughs> <laughs> a true statement about their owner getting hand jobs and in a shady fucking Asian massage parlor in Florida? Or winning another Super Bowl trophy for what to put a debt Now, debt to-
1: if he re-signs with them, does he get, um, you know... Stipends for free massage oh. visits? Oh
0: absolutely. Absolutely. We'll give them once to Aurora And Then, then it
1: will go sexually
0: harass them like trainers? Yeah, well it's not sexual harassment if you let's not go. Let's <laughs> take a step back. Let's just talk about football. I don't need to. Anyway,
1: go. besides that. Um How about yeah, those dolphins? Yeah, so so <laughs> the Patriots everybody wants to get on the Brady's dad. I I refuse to do it until he's actually dead, right. like you. So We'll, we'll talk about that afterwards. Like, Yeah, it may be a bit concerning, but their defense is awesome. And you can't discount Brady when it comes to the playoffs. Time and time again, he gets them mm-hmm. there.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the one concerning thing about the Patriots is that they never are able to throw the ball down the field this season. And they're double covering Edelman in the slot. And there's, nobody, there's no playmakers. Nikhil Harry's been hurt. He's coming back. as a rookie. Right. You don't expect him to be a difference maker. So that's kind of where we are with the state of the Patriots. The Ravens, however, have this type of swagger to them where it, it just doesn't seem like they're going to be stopped. I thought the San Francisco Ravens game was a fantastic game. and I, I thought it was fitting that it came down to probably the greatest kicker of all time to win another game. I mean, he's kicked 38 straight fourth-quarter field goals right. through the uprights.
1: I mean, look at that top four.
0: Yeah. And the top four, let's say, let's look at... Both NFC and AFC. I think probably the best team in football is the Ravens, and then number two I would probably put the Seahawks, and then number three. Number two overall. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And I give them extra brownie points because of the wide receiver touchdown dances, even though I know you're not into the, uh, the electric slide and the uh, little the little Harlem shake and and, and, and jerk in the uh, in the end zone, but I. Listen, they're they're number one in the NFC West. They're atop the Niners, who I think are number three. So, who else? Would you uh,
1: go I mean, I think you still can't discount the Saints.
0: I I think they're. I would have the Saints at number four, and then they, probably the Patriots. Especially at five. if the
1: Saints get home field throughout the playoffs. Well, that's
0: that's going to be a huge huge deal, but. but
1: I think there's a bunch of tough teams in NFC. Niners I have ahead of the Seahawks. I th- I think they're a better constructed team mm-hmm. and the way they're playing right now on offense and defense mm-hmm. uh, they could go into any stadium
0: and win. Yeah, and, and I think they probably have the two top head coaching candidates on that one staff with, um, I believe it's, uh, Daniels who's the running back mm-hmm. offensive coordinator for them and then uh, Sala is the defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Both of them going to get Um, a lot of looks so um, you know it's going to be a very interesting offseason for those two but
1: Packers Vikings both tough yeah I I, I think they're not as good as the top tier of the NFC
0: Um, but the NFC is very top heavy so like you have like those three those three teams and then they well, kind of they have a division
1: that doesn't even matter in the NFC
0: East. Yeah, that's definitely true. Even that though that the, the the Cowboys seem to just want to give it to the Eagles and the Eagles don't want to give it back. right back. Yeah, I know. Hot potato. I know the Dolphins. Oh god. And I can't really talk because we lost to the Bengals, but still. Yeah. I mean, I I think a a kicker threw a touchdown pass to a punter. Or a punter threw a touchdown pass to a kicker. I don't know what was going on, but how do you scheme that up? You really
1: want to talk about that defense? Yeah. Yeah. So the Dolphins, who don't even average 20 points, their high score, they've given up 24 points, and you have a monster lead like that, (laughs) and let the team score 37 points on you when they're doing the same thing, and you don't alter coverage. They just stick to man when Devontae Parker, that bum of a receiver, (laughs) is going crazy. Yeah. All right. Listen. What did we
0: say at the beginning of the season when everyone said that the Dolphins were going to tank? They put in Ryan Fitzpatrick. He was going to find a way to win meaningless football games. That's what he's doing.
1: With versus he (laughs) he can't win versus the only person he can win against is a a bum ass Eagles team where the DC can't switch concepts.
0: And and Adam Gase, who is a stubborn motherfucker, who doesn't (sighs) decide to you know run the football against the number one. And Miami
1: doesn't even have a running back either. They're gets. down the layer. I don't even
0: want to talk about the NFL anymore. This is getting I, ridiculous. But one of the
1: teams I wanted to mention that we left off um, are the Chiefs. So their defense has been performing very well recently. Mm. And I think Mahomes needs to get healthy, and Hill wants to get healthy. I think they're as dangerous as anybody else, mm-hmm. and they're just not going to smoke. We, we know the history, but I don't think you can count them out.
0: Yeah, I agree. I just don't think their their defense is going to be able to stop any of the good teams that make the playoffs.
1: Uh, we'll see. I, yeah. I, I think.
0: I mean, that's what, just always my concern. What
1: I, I think about their offense, the biggest missing card is Hunt, right? You watch them, yeah. you, you think, what's missing? It's that, that make who, any. who can do
0: everything that way. Which didn't make any sense because at the end of last season when they lost him, like Damien Williams, I believe, or they had yeah, like right. the Damian, two Williams, whoever. God. Da- Damien's
1: the one who was doing just as well. Right.
0: So, I don't know. I mean, I, but Andy But hurt right now, too. Yeah, and Victor Andy Reid's Williams. obsessed with Shady, too. Right. So...
1: But uh, he's been... talking about uh, load management. He's been letting Shady rest up.
0: Yeah, well, that's what you're supposed to do. You know you're going to get into the playoffs. Right. You know you're going to win the division. So, you might as well just do everything that you can to, to make sure that you're ready for the playoffs, especially since you're going to have to go on the road.
1: Yeah. All right. Speaking about playoffs... Let's go to college. What an exciting season. Bama not making it to the playoffs.
0: So, I had a great week a couple weeks back when my LSU Tigers ended up spanking Bama, like, in the mouth. And then I had to go on and listen to, you know, all these guys, like Paul Feinbaum, who just loves just, like, blowing Nick Saban in Alabama. Who had the
1: worst Out-of-conference schedule, out-of-anyone.
0: so I I just, you know, it's... They didn't deserve to be in the playoff. The committee wanted them so badly to make it in the playoff by ranking Auburn where they wanted to rank Auburn. And then ranking the, I believe, from like 15 to 25 were, were teams that were ranked inside the top 25 that I think statistically would help Alabama... Cover the eye test if they beat Auburn. And they lost. In dramatic fashion.
1: Yeah, how about that one?
0: So, it's going to be very interesting because I'm probably... A lot of those players in- on Alabama are not going to play in a meaningless bowl game. I don't I don't see why they would.
1: Yeah, well, but the thing is, the players backing them are all blue-chip prospects. So- no,
0: I, I I understand that, but it's... Listen, the college football committee and the playoff is all about making money. So, uh, and we're going to get into this when we talk about this now. So, like, if if, if LSU beats Georgia, mm-hmm. okay, in the SEC championship game, yeah. and Utah ends up beating, let's say, Oregon. So the question then becomes Well, are you
1: going to trap out, out Oklahoma, though?
0: So no, the top four right now, well, Alabama was five, right? Yes. So it was um, Ohio State was one, LSU was two, Clemson was three, and Georgia was four. I believe, or it was flip no, flop. No, you're
1: forgetting Ohio State.
0: They were one. Oh, so. yeah. One was Ohio State, two LSU, three I think was Clemson, and four was Georgia. Or if Clemson and or and Correct. Georgia. Correct.
1: Yeah, G- Georgia's at four right now. Right.
0: So, so the idea is that if LSU beat the SEC championship game, if LSU beats Georgia, mm-hmm. and then the pack. 12 championship is Oregon versus Utah, who's six. If Utah beats Oregon, let's say, I cannot see Utah getting into four if Oklahoma and, and the winner of Oklahoma, Baylor.
1: You're saying if Oklahoma loses.
0: Well, if Oklahoma beats Baylor, Oklahoma's yeah. going in over Utah, regardless of right. what it is. You They've got to make money.
1: The only way I could see them falling out, potentially, is if LSU loses to Georgia. Because then you can't rule out LSU.
0: Correct, correct. So then that that would shake everything up, right? and then you would move...
1: Still the top four. It would be less exciting. It's not what they want.
0: I would be very... First of all, LSU could lose that game to Georgia, and I still think they're in the playoff. They should be. They better be. Right. So, um, and then Georgia has the right to stay. Clemson is going to roll anybody in the ACC. I think Clemson's a little bit disrespected. They can't help who they play, but... And they haven't looked
1: good in a lot of those games. In the, in the but they've had a lot of, lot of injuries and yeah, all. So. And, but
0: they still have a lot of talent on that team. Right. And then if you look at Utah, Utah has a very easy schedule, too. They yes. play in the Pac-12. But Utah ended up losing to USC in the beginning of the season. Right. So they weren't able to take care of business when Clemson was. Right. So and that's where Oklahoma
1: lost to Kansas State.
0: Right. So, you, you know, you have to beat who you play regardless of what the schedule is. Yeah. So... Um, I, I
1: mean, it, it's like, why is Ohio State number one? Big Ten's not what it was.
0: Yeah, I mean, but the Big Ten's got a lot of highly ranked teams, and Ohio State are just blowing people out. I mean, yeah. the defenses in the Big Ten aren't. It,
1: they're an exciting team to watch. They can yeah. put up some points. I
0: mean, it's going to be very interesting to see what's going to happen because Justin Fields ended up, I thought he was done with that knee, um, but then he ends up coming back with a brace and ends up throwing like a 45-yard dart <laughs> for a touchdown. <laughs> but um, It'll be fun. Yeah, I think it's going to be matched up. Like, Ohio State, one, two will probably be LSU, three will stay Clemson, and then four will be Oklahoma. So you'll be able to see LSU versus Oklahoma, and then um, Ohio State versus... No, I'm sorry, LSU versus um, Clemson, which will be a great game. Um, you'll have the Heisman Trophy winner, probably Burrow, versus Trevor Lawrence, will probably win it next year. Mm-hmm. and then um, you'll have Ohio State versus Oklahoma. You have to have Lincoln Riley and Ryan Day run that same shit. So that'll be a very interesting college playoff. And that's what they want because they got to make money regardless.
1: Yeah, I'd like to see Oklahoma in there get some high-scoring games. Yeah, and Lincoln,
0: you know, Lincoln Riley is supposed to be there before he Not goes to the Cowboys. Not going to be afraid
1: of OSU, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, and they can run
0: the same type of offense. The defense, I mean, that's going to be the difference. The, def- the defense right. between those two teams, are it's like night and day. But we'll see. Yeah. Speaking of defense that's never played, let's talk about the NBA.
1: Huh. Well, some teams.
0: No teams. <laughs> Maybe one team. Your team. That's why you say some teams. The Sixers are probably the only team that play defense, because that's the only way they're going to win
1: a Raptors championship. Raptors, too. So, yeah, they're pretty well, defensive.
0: They have to. Uh, yeah, they We're have to. not talking about defense in the NBA. What are we talking anyway.
1: about? Anyway. Um, yeah, what are we talking about with time NBA?
0: I don't know. I, we're, we're, I don't. <laughs> so so last when, week I was saying everyone was overreacting because we were not even fifteen games in and everyone was saying LeBron James is gonna win MVP.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's come back down, Lakers losing to Mavericks the other yep. day. Yep. I it is very early. I, I think some of the fun things that are being talked about are shortening the season.
0: Yeah, that probably doesn't really matter to me because of the amount of games that they're shortening it. Why the fuck do I care if you're moving it from 82 games to 75 games? Do I really care about that much of a game Right, it difference? doesn't. No. Like, you would have to move
1: it down to 60. Yeah,
0: for me to really, like, you know, get my nut right. for that.
1: And then then you could have your winner tournament if you want to. The oh. tournament I like. That's kind of cool, but not with this many games. No. So, and, and it's going to suck in the beginning,
0: I think. Oh, because you're going to have to trial run it. Right. So what? So... If that's the case, how many teams are in the NBA? Thirty-two. Thirty. 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 So, I mean, do you do you make the entire season like a regular? I mean, it it you, the, you would have to take into account the regular season to matter.
1: Well, and and that's why, like, when you're talking about the playing games, like uh, a, a ten versus seven and an eight versus nine. Mm-hmm. Dude, you already have over half your teams make the playoffs.
0: Well, that's why there. That's why I think the tournament makes sense. If do you want two thirds? Like no, I think what you have to do is you have to condense the regular season to a to a, a specific time frame. There are certain games, but the question is, is that do you want to do series or do you want to make it like March Madness where you're one and done?
1: Or you give them automatic playoff berth.
0: Yeah, I mean. That's going back to what we spoke about a couple of months ago, where you were kind of coming up with these cockamamie ideas right. about how you're going to change. Now we're the back NBA. to baseball. Yeah, exactly. We but don't...
1: I, I think once you get out to that level, you have to start throwing out ideas like that.
0: Yeah, but then you need to start thinking about historical perspectives, right? I think you need to keep this the seven game series. I could give a shit about Eastern Conference and Western Conference, but there's something to be said about. East, uh it, about and, w- seven, and we
1: see eight, what eight. happens when you think historical perspectives matter and you end up with baseball who nobody cares about
0: R- well there's there's besides a- my grandpa who's still in his graves <laughs> 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 i think when it comes to the nba because we like to end up comparing generations upon generations of talent you know most notably like lebron and, and, and jordan and one of the things that we talk about when, you know, me and you, I think, both agree that Jordan is better than LeBron, and LeBron will never catch Jordan in any aspect of the game just based on what he's done in the playoffs and what he's done on the court as well. Um, but it's something that needs to really stay intact. Eastern Western Conference, like I said before, don't really matter. Nobody gives a shit. Nobody counts Eastern Conference championships or Western Conference championships. So I think you shorten the season... You have to make the regular season count because it doesn't count right now. Mm -hmm. And then you have to get your tournament together.
1: Yeah. I also wouldn't mind like 1 through 16, you kind of got rid of conference divisions. Like, divisions are kind of shit anyway. Right. So, there's not really true rivalries in the NBA.
0: Right. That's definitely true. Especially that, you know, you can't get involved with anybody anymore. Like, you kind of, you know, you breathe on somebody, it's a foul a.k.a. Lance Stevenson on LeBron James in his ear. But I i don't know. It'll be interesting to see kind of where they go with it. Adam Silver seems to be doing a pretty good job besides kind of dropping the bowl on what's going on overseas. But they don't seem to really care that they're starting to turn in the NFL. <laughs> right. So. Uh.
1: All right. What, what else do we want
0: to talk about? Well, so, the big question, right, that you wanted to throw out there, is the East better than the West right now? Oh, yeah,
1: the top teams. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, I, I think the the top of the East has been playing very well right now, and they're looking a little bit better than the West to me. So if you take the top four, five, versus the top four, five in the West. Granted, Clippers, I agree with you. I think they're the best overall, but... I also think the Bucks, Raptors, Celtics, um, who am I missing? Sixers, and...
0: Bucks, Raptors, Celtics, Sixers, Nets. No,
1: uh, Nets, get out of here. Um, can we, one talk, other... can we talk about
0: that? How, how much better the Celtics look without Kyrie Irving?
1: Oh my, it's, it's night and
0: day. And how, like, Kyrie Irving just has no control over, like, his emotions... Then it kind of goes back to remember how everyone was like ridiculing LeBron about the way that the whole Kyrie LeBron relationship kind of fizzled out in Cleveland? Mm-hmm. It didn't really look like it was his LeBron's ordeal. It looked like it was Kyrie that was causing all the fuck. Yeah,
1: drama. and Stevens is actually able to
0: call plays. You're not dealing with this cranky player on the court. Right. I mean, he's, you know, he's one hell of a talent. Don't get me wrong, but you're not gonna be that type of talent. You, that talent's not gonna work in a Brad Stevens Butler hey, offense.
1: You're the one with the Kyrie Love, uh, the team we forgot were the Heat.
0: Yes. Well, what's his name is a just a walking fucking quote. I just love every word that comes Please out of Jimmy Butler's Tyler. mouth. Oh, well, Tyler Herro is good too. <laughs> but Jimmy Butler is coming out with just spit fire.
1: No, I do love Jimmy Butler. Um,
0: you, you let him go. Where you the matchup was never going to work yeah. in
1: Philly with what they have.
0: Yeah,
1: um, I I think it was equal parts. Mm-hmm. But I I loved his snickering at the Embiid versus Towns conflict. Yeah, that was great. Got pulled into it and didn't care. Uh, that yeah that was that was a lot of fun. I, I think they're a big surprise right now. They're beating teams that nobody thought they had business beating. Mm-hmm. They look pretty good, and Tyler Hero looks like a ball that he can
0: shoot the rock. Yeah, I mean he's playing really well. So let's. There's a few other in rookies too. I mean. Yeah, I mean, so what you 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 just threw out what six teams in the East that are playing really well? Five teams. Well? Five teams in the East. All right, so now let's move over to the West. So we have the Clippers. hmm The Lakers. Correct. The uh, Rockets. Right. Nuggets. Nuggets, yes. So that's four. Who else we got? The Blazers, because fucking no, fat Blazers Boy
1: are. <laughs> no, Blazers are bottom eight. Uh, no. y- you have Jazz, who are up there.
0: Jazz, okay. That's five. Mavs. Mavs, Mavs, Mavs. are top
1: four right now with the record.
0: Six, okay. All right. So, I mean, for. The. I- I'm going to go with the West because of just the, the, the individual talent that's in the West. Mm hmm. Um and you're gonna need that when the postseason comes along. But I don't see anybody being the Clippers regardless because they're gonna they're well, doing it the right way. I i
1: I'm talking about the top teams versus the top teams. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean I I I still think that the West has
1: I, I think the East have better teams whereas the West have better individuals minus the Clippers.
0: Right. I think by the end of the end of the year you're gonna see
1: it very well could sort itself out,
0: return, Yeah, I mean I just think none, I, I just think that Dallas is starting to get there, you know, starting to hit the ground running, especially if Luke is starting to play like an MVP. Um I think that if poor Zingus ends up staying healthy and can get his shit together, they can end up doing some pretty cool things. Yeah,
1: I I, I don't know if that team's deep enough right now to yeah. sustain.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with that. Uh, The Lakers, everyone's just going to, you know... And the West
1: also has the worst team in the NBA.
0: That's true. Who just...
1: (laughs) (laughs) Who just in the NBA Finals.
0: Yeah. But, you know, they're... they're, That'll all turn around. Yeah, they're missing two of their best players. Yeah. Probably. probably Three
1: technically, (laughs) because one left. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And... and (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) And two of them happen to be, like, probably, like, top ten players in the league. Um... I don't count KD, so good, great. Um, so yeah, no, the Warriors. What they won four games, and my Knicks have won five. So yeah. it's not really something. I just can't that wait for KD to come back in the Kyrie turmoil. It's gonna be great. You know what? I, I'm gonna be very interested to see. I don't think they win in Brooklyn, so I can't wait for them to explode. Yeah, well, you know what? That's what happens when you pick the wrong team in New York. So there's a goddamn Victor going down <laughs> Brooklyn, I'm paying your breath coming test.
1: All right, more enjoyable things. Let's talk about some golf in this shitty winter weather that we got up here. Oh, yes.
0: Uh, what do you want to talk about? Give me something good. I, w-
1: I w- want to start off with <laughs> with Adam Scott coming out saying the Aussies better not cheer for El Tigre in the U.S.
0: Oh, well, <laughs> that's a good joke. First of all, there is no... It just He's going to be cheered. He's going to be cheered. He, he He is the greatest athlete of this time of this generation okay and they he is the needle in golf so you know I love Adam Scott he's got a great swing but my favorite Aussie is Jason Day he's not playing because of his back
1: yeah I, I think he go be Tigger with that long putter <laughs> <laughs> that's how I feel about
0: him you know it's they got the Hero World Championship down in, I think they're down in, like, Albany in the Bahamas right now. And I think that's this weekend and the President's Cup's next week. Right. So, do, do the Aussies like Tiger more than they like Adam Scott? Yes. Do they like Tiger more than they like Jason Day? Probably not.
1: Do they like Tiger more than, like, beer? Definitely not.
0: Definitely not. No. No. <laughs> But, there's everything that everybody really needs to remember is that Tiger, Tiger, swings a big stick. He just fucking loves, loves the bitches. Loves them. He does. That's exactly, that's exactly why he's winning again. Hey,
1: hopefully he found his, uh, swing, his groove, his lube. Mojo. What are going with? Mm. <laughs> but anyway, that works too. So we'll we'll see. I I I mean. Are you gonna watch? I will.
0: Golf. You gonna get up early and watch? Is it early? Do you have to get up early? We'll have to get up early. Fuck. We're late. Like Brit.
1: Or how however you look at it. Like British Open early. It, it's basically twelve hours in reverse. Or ahead.
0: Oh thanks, Ryan. Yeah. Okay. All right. So twelve hours ahead or reverse. So that's a whole day. <laughs> Great. That's fantastic. Well, if you think
1: about it, when they're starting their Monday morning when it's midnight for us on Sunday. Or their afternoon.
0: Okay. I can't do math right now. But, yes, so that means that we're going to have to get up early. Like, very early. Or stay up late. Stay up late. Which, actually, that works out better for us because we should just get fucking loaded. Yep. And just drink into the tea times. What better thing than to
1: have Tiger on at the bar late night?
0: Where do we go? Where can't we go? Anyway,
1: you listeners out there, get us with your suggestions and is the East better than the West? Do the Australians like Tiger more than they do Adam Scott? And anything else you want to throw at us while we think about ideas of where to go. And if you have some ideas of where we should go, Throw the out there, too.
0: Hey, we might pop in. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. As always, there's no holding back.